0: So quite a few of our clients, as well as having their own brands, also resell. Lots of these listings are getting tagged now for suspected IP violation. If that happens, what we have to do is the same thing. You sanitize the listing, you remove all of the names that they think might be plagiarized, then you refresh again and you get them removed.
1: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the ad project podcast as always i'm your host joe shellard from ad advance and today i'm joined by john cavendish so john for people who don't know you or who aren't familiar with you and what you do maybe give us a brief intro
0: thanks for having me joe and as we were discussing i am currently based in asia so i've been living out here for several years and our team is actually based between vietnam and the philippines so i live in vietnam very cool i was an amazon seller back since 2015 for about four years. And then since then I've done services and we built, me and my team have built service business around, you know, around the Amazon platform, really. Very cool,
1: very cool. So how did you end up getting started in selling? It's always fun for me to hear like the, the original <laughs> selling journey. I got I got started around the same time in 2014. So mm. how, how did you get going in the Amazon platform?
0: I wanted to make money on the internet. Yeah, I still think it's amazing that we can make money online, to be honest. Even, even now, like seven years later. But I wanted to make money online, and I was listening to podcasts. Uh, hence, hence going on podcasts. Sure. And I think I was listening to like Steve Chu's podcast. My wife quit her okay, job, sure. and Ryan Moran was on that, who had Freedom Fastlane at the time. And then they were talking about ASM, and I joined ASM. Yeah, the, the rest is history. Started making money online, and then it was like, screw this! I'm going to stop contracting in London and travel the world. And operate my Amazon. Business. That is awesome.
1: Yeah, it is amazing that, you know, you can kind of live and move everywhere and sell physical products. Like the, the whole Amazon yeah. ecosystem itself is is really cool. So walk me through kind of what you're doing now, what, what your company specializes in, and then we can kind of transition to some different topics that really apply that sellers can take advantage of.
0: Sure, perfect. So I mean, what we do at Seller Candy, hence the candy colors, if you're watching this on video, is <laughs> uh, our company colors, pink and blue. What we do is we see ourselves as kind of the intersection between experts and assistants. So what we do is we provide like expert, completely outcome-driven assistance to Amazon sellers and basically give them the seller central experience they wish they'd always had. So rather than talking to seller central, they communicate exactly what they want to our team. Our team just does the, the worst bit. So dealing with seller support, we don't do PPC, we don't do content production, we don't do strategy, we just argue with support and get the result they want so that you know sellers can focus on the good stuff like the, the business growing that's stuff. awesome
1: so are you typically working with like people say a brick and mortar brand that wants to get into amazon or are you working with more like established sellers that have grown up and are just tired of dealing with seller support what's the type of people that you're typically working with
0: pretty much exclusively experienced sellers sure. uh, we don't we don't handhold you know we they need to know what outcome they want to get to so that team can help them to get there yeah. so they have to be know what they're doing but you know, resellers, private label sellers, agencies. We both we've got quite a lot of agencies, several of the aggregators. Like we're the people working in the silence in the back, sure. doing the stuff that nobody else wants to do, basically. That
1: is awesome. That is awesome. And it, as we both know, starting out of the sellers too, <laughs> there's a lot of pain that can be associated with selling on mm-hmm. Amazon. And so you're spe- specifically working on some of those pain points. Then you can focus on the rest of your business. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean. It's our entire business is dealing with that and you know, it's a month to month agreement, so we have to show value every single month and we've still got like eighty percent of the clients we've ever worked with sure. in the last two years. So that's the you know, it's the idea. We just want to make our customers' lives easier. Sure. And rather than hiring an assistant in the Philippines or even that people hire us and then give us their assistant in the Philippines as a tool, basically for doing the hard stuff that that you don't want to train or trust them to do. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. So what do you typically see? Like what's some major issues that you're running into right now with managing different accounts or working on seller central, what's some of the things that continually come up for you? Uh,
0: Yeah. So for our private label sellers, like All the same stuff comes up over and over again it just gets harder and harder and as you know like if you've been dealing with seller support recently like their templates aren't getting any better they're getting worse if anything and harder to get to the actual result you want so lots of you know updating content so actually making sure that back-end changes propagate to the front end through you know flat files and calling and repeated calling until you get to the result you know listing suspensions ip complaints like just Yeah, the everyday stuff, which is like you worry about when you wake up in the morning and look at your phone and be like, "Ah, no, it's another one of those. Sure, sure. So, yeah, anyone who's listening, if you're getting some issues from Seller Central, it's basically that. Like, everything is similar.
1: Sure. So let's talk about like listing suspensions. So what, what's some of the main reasons that you see coming through that Amazon provides for listing suspensions itself? Just so our sellers, when they're listening to this, can know what to look for in their existing listings. Like what's some of the new things that you've seen or any common trends that you've seen lately?
0: The interesting thing is like Amazon doesn't do a good job, do they, of providing reasons until we investigate and figure out what it is. The big theme over the last year and a half, which is still happening a lot, is pesticides. Sure. So people are still getting flagged for pesticides, still getting taken down. We just had a new client. We've had you know a client comes on with five listings taken down, or a client comes on with five thousand listings taken down. It's incredible. Sure. So pesticides still an issue. Checking for keywords, claims, medical claims. What else has been recent? CBD, supplement products. You know, Amazon's always changing the bot, and then the bot will catch something and take down five listings. Sure. So we want to fix it as quickly as possible. I can go into the fix if you want and how we how you'd fix it. Yeah, yeah, quicker. and
1: I guess even before we get into the fix, like say for the pesticides mm. issue, like what, what's the key things that flagging? Is, is it a bot that's going through and then it just finding certain keywords and then just the bot automatically, they, they overreact and then just suspend or take down all those listings until you can prove your innocence. So, so what's the key yeah. things that you see? Is it just like having the wrong keywords in place and you start seeing these trends and then you gotta make sure and scrub through that you don't have anything that could even be remotely tied to pesticides.
0: Yeah, I mean and it's hard to know with pesticides, especially because you know, words like antibacterial, words in the images like unboxing, sure are starting to get picked okay. up by Amazon's bots. They can actually scan the images. But yeah, and you don't necessarily wanna remove some of those words if Amazon hasn't flagged your listing yet. Sure. Because some of them are really good keywords. You know, you want antibacterial or microbial or some of those stuff. It's good keywords to have. Sure. Yeah. Um it's very annoying.
1: Yeah, so once you once you get the listing taken down, like there's typically the back and forth and you get all these automated responses and everything mm. else like that. So oh, kind of walk us through the fix that you take or what's ways that you can kind of cut through that <laughs> to, make, to try mm. to limit the downtime that you have.
0: Yeah, so cutting through is the right word. So like, because as you know, like raising cases to support, you just go around in circles and get templates and it's like, you know, the super frustrating experience dealing with Amazon support. So especially if it was like a, a pesticide issue or a keyword issue and we know that we know that it is, what we do is kind of follow, I think three or four steps. We'll, we'll count them when I get to the end. I don't know how many it's gonna be. Sure. So first you go to Amazon, you create a case and download the category listing report. So you can't download it by default. You have to open a case to Amazon, get them to enable it. It's enabled for seven days and then you can download the category listing report. Well, that is, it'll be a basically a flat file of all of your listings. And because your listing has been suspended, Amazon's locked editing, but they haven't locked editing on, on the feed file or the flat file. So you've got the flat file, you've got one, you can then go through and edit it and remove anything that you possibly think could have flagged. Okay. Um, so it might mean that you remove almost all your content apart from like, this is a brown spoon, sure. or it might be you just remove like the, the real keywords you think it was, then upload that feed file through the uh, bulk file upload in Amazon. And then in theory it's fixed, but it's not fixed. So then you call, call Amazon, ask to get put through to the captive team and quote the feed file upload number. Okay. And that's how you rapidly get things fixed, basically. It, you might have to call them for two hours or a couple of times, but because you're not talking to support, you know the issue, you're gonna to talk to captive team and you've uploaded and you've got this tracking number. That's how you get around seller support, basically.
1: Sure. Sure, okay,
0: I love that. It makes a difference between a day and like and a week and a half,
1: sure, sure okay that, no that's great and so what's some other common issues that you see recently that you guys are helping out with so there's listings getting suspended, but what what's other pieces that that sellers are constantly running into lately?
0: Content updates, I think is like I said just yeah, just a pain you know, Amazon's locking more and more listings down, sure, and changes just aren't propagating, and it's actually a very similar way to, with flat files and calling to get. Listing updates done. Okay. A big one for resellers. So quite a few of our clients, as well as having their own brands, also resell. Lots of these, lots of these listings are getting tagged now for brands for uh, suspected IP violation. Sure. Which is a new thing Amazon created like six months ago. All it means is they found a trademark brand's brand name in your listing. Okay. So they say, oh, we think you're probably plagiarizing these guys. And it's really frustrating because it's a ding on the account. Sure. If that happens, what we have to do is the same thing. You sanitize the listing, you remove all of the names that they think might be plagiarized, and then you refresh again. Sure. And you get them removed. I'm trying to think what else we do. We do we basically, we do a lot of different things, but they're the biggest things that we're doing all day, every day.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, I I remember from like my original seller account that I had. So I was selling these organic chemistry molecular model kits. I'm a chemical Mm. engineer by nature. And so they're used for organic chemistry courses in college. And so it, it got flagged that, oh, it's a chemical. And so they wanted my MSDS for that. And, you know, it took quite a while going back and forth and just showing them, no, this is like, it's little plastic pieces. (laughs) It's not, it's not a chemistry set or anything else like that. And it, I, I've just been, yeah, it can be so frustrating being on with seller support over and over again and constantly running into these issues. And I mean, from current experience and just talking with many sellers, it seems like it's just getting worse over time where Amazon, they -hmm. will constantly... React first and then ask questions after. It seems like it's not getting any better. I guess what's your take on that?
0: Yeah, I mean there's a kind of a reason for that, and that's actually where a lot of our staff come from right now. Um so Amazon's centralizing their cell support in the Philippines and moving from Philippines to Costa Rica and, and moving things around. And as part of that, they're really locking down their processes so that they don't people don't stray too much outside of the norm and the norm is their tool called workflow where they have to go through their wiki on their side find the answer and copy and paste it sure and they're not allowed to go outside so we take the guys who hate being like chained up yeah their staff and say oh come work for us we'll let you do whatever you want to do we'll we retrain them in how to communicate sure and that's kind of the reason that we've got some amazing people because we take their best trainers because they hate working there now
1: Any tricks that you've had for, I mean, just general, like, so we talked through, like, listing changes or listings that get flagged, but have you found any tricks to just cut through the automated responses that we continually get? Like, any responses that work for you or any tactics that you guys use to be able to, like, get away from the templates and finally get somebody to actually look into the issue?
0: Yeah, so that's a real issue. So the number one issue, my number one way is to try and work around like know a workaround and try and get the thing solved without having to talk to sell support too much. Sure. Because some sales support will continuously promise that they're going to have the management team call you back, the leadership team call you back and they will never call in our experience. Sure. Like we've had people sit by the phone for a week while continuously requesting leadership team calls and they don't, they just never call. Sure. I hate to say it. Jeff still works. Uh, you know, emailing Jeff oh, works sure. for legit issues. And, ah, one thing that really does work Twitter, Twitter escalations, Okay. So if you're getting really stuck, just as good as Jeff is using Twitter. So reaching out to Amazon support for your specific marketplace, they will get back to you very quickly and send you a link to register your to register your complaint or query through the Amazon platform.
1: Sure. Okay. Very cool. Very cool.
0: So, yeah, so Twitter escalation is a great way a great way of going if you really get stuck.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. For, for those people who are looking like, so as a seller, if I'm looking to really expand and I want to start having other people working as part of my team, like people are reaching out to us to manage their advertising. There's a lot of sellers who are previously managing their advertising themselves. Um, for those who are looking to hire a virtual team or find support... Um, what are some key aspects that you think that they should really be looking into or what's the key things that as a seller that you would be really taking into account as you're trying to build out your virtual team?
0: Mm. So, I mean, two things, really, I suppose. I have a lot of lessons of the people I've hired over the last seven years. I guess one, don't be cheap. If you're hiring real people to work for you, like, and hire experts, like don't try and train them, like, unless they're, you know, Somebody who's like a good friend, and you want to work with them for the rest of your life, or for a very long time. The more, the cheaper you hire somebody, and the less qualified they are when you hire them, the more that they're going to be so integral to your business that if they leave, you're screwed, you're back to square one. Sure. If you hire somebody who has the skill set for a decent salary, they're replaceable relatively quickly. Sure. Or you know, or you work with someone like Sally Candy, where you get a fractional person basically, so the so the 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 salary is much lower. And we take care of the hiring and the training and the HR and the month-to-month agreement. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a plug for me. But yeah, sure. in general, they're my two, my two things were actually hiring full-time people.
1: Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. What, what were what were some painful experiences that you learned as you were going through a sell- as a seller? I was a seller. Um,
0: many painful experiences, ad-wise. Ad, ad Amazon changes their algorithm sometimes, and if you're not keeping a good watch of it, 15 20,000 dollars will evaporate in a few days without you looking without you watching it. Sure. Did that I've done that before? Viral products can be very cool and make a lot of money um and then get get blown out. So for example, um we did weighted blankets about the time that and they went super viral. Sure. And we did like 100k in the first 14 days. And I was like, yeah, sounds like I'm going to get rich. I'm going to make a lot of money. Let's order a lot more weighted blankets." Yeah. And then by the time we get restocked because uh, we blew through our container in 3 weeks. By the time we got restocked, like the Chinese had come into the market and retail prices were like half and then they became a third of what we originally sold them at. So that was, you know, we made some money, me and a friend who did a project, but it wasn't like a evergreen business. Sure. And QA and QC. Get really good QA and QC then of all your products because we've had some issues of not amazing. We have some issues of not amazing products in the past.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah, we we saw the same thing too. Like. Like pandemic wise, there were so many products like masks and, you know, different things like hand sanitizer was just going like crazy for a while. And then there's so many people that are in the market now and some people are there just jumping in right now. And it's, it's so hard (laughs) to ride the end of these waves and it's so hard to be on the the first part of the wave too, because staying in stock is critical. You That's, run out of stock, so though, and now you're trying to forecast for the future, you get all excited. And then at that point, the market is so saturated. And yeah, it's, it's really a challenge on the Amazon ecosystem as a whole. And mm-hmm. especially right now with all the supply chain issues, just staying in stock and then trying to forecast for the future while competition is constantly changing, advertising is constantly changing. Tactics are constantly changing. Rules are constantly changing. Yeah. We are in a very dynamic system. <laughs>
0: yeah. And especially with the stuff for the, uh, PPE and stuff like that. There were so many bag holders, like people holding when the times changed, you know, and I've met many of them through, we do a lot of outreach. Sure. So like people who were trading masks when the rules came in that they needed to be approved and you get stuck with a million masks or something like that, or previous clients who were trading, say, hand sanitizer and you get stuck with 20, 30,000 units, yeah. like five packs or 10 packs. Yeah. And yeah, You know, nobody needs less enough hand sanitizer for like 10 lifetimes and yeah. you can't sell it. So yeah, there's, um, yeah, but you got to be very careful when stuff's super hot and super competitive.
1: Sure. Sure. Definitely. So right now, uh, since you get to work with a lot of sellers, what do you think are the key challenges like over the next six months to a year for sellers? And what are you seeing Amazon like ramping up their efforts on or their focus on?
0: Mm. So I mean, the big challenge for everyone for the last several months and going forward is storage. You know, everyone's been getting killed, haven't they? It's crazy. When Amazon didn't tell anyone and made the switch from uh, ASIN limit to account limit, sure, it was what a mess. Like, because everyone was overstocked on certain SKUs, they're now stuck with 60% of their, their inventory storage allowance being on stuff that can't move and they sure. have to extract or do something and yeah, what a mess. So getting 3PLs and so 3PLs have been blown up everywhere, haven't they? And then suddenly going out of business. Yeah. <laughs> so don't get a cheap, super cheap 3PL, find a good one. And then think stuff coming up in the next six months. I think more of the same. I think it's going to be an amazing Q4. Although I think it's interesting that I was talking to a client about this just before I before our podcast today and they were saying like it's not as quick a ramp up as as they thought sure uh, for previous years and i think i might be right Like maybe because now everyone's buying everything online they're mm-hmm. not doing the christmas shopping till later like i know me personally why why would I do christmas shopping before like the 10th of december now if i can get next day delivery does this mean sure. that amazon's going to ship out everything in december as long yep. as the postage doesn't come down
1: for sure and, and that's what we we constantly see to um is the initial part of November on Amazon, you get a lot of browsers and a lot of people who are looking for products, but waiting for the deals, especially as yeah. they're shopping on Amazon. So we're definitely seeing year over year growth still. This year looks a lot different than last year too. So last year we didn't have a lot of stores open and everything too. So you have to be careful like when you're looking at year over year growth. Yeah, life looked a lot different than it it is right now. And next year is going to look a lot different than it does this year. But yeah, we're seeing the overall same trends. And usually we see conversion rates really start to pick up, come in Black Friday. And then after that point, it's off to the races through, the, through December yeah. until right before Christmas.
0: Oh, super cool. And on, as of today, tomorrow is 11-11, singles day, biggest shopping yeah. day in the world. Sure, uh, It's going to be interesting because yeah, I'm in Asia, they're, uh, they're pushing that hard. And I'm sure they're still probably pushing it as well, in, even in the U.S. now. But didn't Alibaba yeah. do like $27 billion last yeah, year? Didn't or did 30... they set
1: like an e-commerce record last yeah, year? Yeah, something
0: like that in a day. So it's yeah, going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fun. And that's what's fun too working with clients throughout the world. And you get to live throughout the world. All these different we we focus on US trends a decent amount. But you know, there's different shopping days that are going on in Mexico right now. And then you have singles day in Asia. And yeah, lots of other stuff to definitely keep a track of as you go. So, John, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast. For people who are looking to find more about you or Seller Candy, where should they go?
0: They can just go to sellercandy.com, spelled as it, as it sounds. Check it out. We've got some really cool video testimonials and a menu of services there, which has a list of absolutely everything we do. So you go into the menu of services, there's a pink button where you can just look at absolutely everything we do. Book a call with someone on our team or drop me an email, just john at sellercandy.com. I'm pretty available.
1: Sweet. Yeah. Well, John, thanks for your insights. It's um, awesome to talk to you and thanks for staying up late to talk to us on the podcast today.
0: <laughs> thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's been pretty cool.
1: Thanks.